You're listening to Creating a Universe, a Love Anarchy podcast hosted by William J. Rogers. On this show, we follow the journey of creatives, artists, and entrepreneurs who are making a name for themselves in the ever-evolving landscape of today's industry. Featuring an insight into both Love Anarchy and the Labaniverse music universe, as well as the individual projects and stories of each of our guests from the music industry and beyond. So whether you're a budding creative or simply interested in what goes on behind the scenes, this is the podcast for you. Hello and welcome to Creating a Universe. I'm your host, William J. Rogers. And today I am here with mastermind composer behind the Valcata Metal Collective, Oha Cade. How's it going, Oha? Hi, William. Thank you so much for having me. Really excited. Uh, absolute pleasure, man. I'm, I'm uh, really excited to finally get a chance to sit down and speak face to face. I mean, uh, I've been following the project for ages and we've chatted a little bit here and there. So yeah, I'm really excited to get into it, man. Nice. Yeah. Let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Cool. Uh, just, just to kick things off, would you be able to give like a little bit of an introduction just to who you are and what you're doing? Sure. Um, I, my name is Arcade. I live in um, New York. Um, I actually live in Queens. Um, and it's funny because uh, like through the press release and stuff, I put out that we're Brooklyn based. But um, my boyfriend, Gus, who I live with, he recently called me out and he was like, you live in Queens. You realize that, right? Because <laughs> we literally moved to Queens. Like we're literally on the border of Queens and Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. So we just moved over like a, a one block recently and we're in Queens. So truthfully, I'm in Queens. <laughs> but up, cool. up until now, we've we've been in Brooklyn for a while. And um, I... I'm basically the composer of Alcada, which is a remote metal collective uh, project. So I, I compose all of the stuff and then I look for musicians who will help me bring it to life, who will record it in their home studios. And um, they contribute their own little ideas too to improve it. And then we find a mixing engineer to put it all together. And that's how I release music. So it's really a studio project for now. Mm-hmm. Cool, man. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and it's a really awesome studio project at that. I mean, it's like, for anybody that hasn't heard, it's kind of like progressive, symphonic metal, that kind of ballpark, and you've got some concepts going on and done a metal opera and all of that stuff. So, you know, right up my street and hopefully <laughs> to many of the people listening. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, it's re really, really awesome work. So uh, let's see, a couple of things that you touched upon. Um it's it's essentially an online studio project that that is becoming increasingly more of a thing <laughs> these yes. days, which is mm -hmm. which is really cool, really interesting, a lot of um, unique ground to explore there. Um, but if I'm right in thinking, it wasn't necessarily always that way. Like, how exactly did the project start? So, if you go way back, the project Valcada was actually. So, I live in New York now, but I used to live in Dublin. I grew up in Ireland. Mm -hmm. And I moved to Dublin while I was in college and I met some like-minded musicians who love symphonic metal. And we started mm -hmm. a symphonic metal band called Alcada. So I really didn't cool. even come up with the name. Um, we did record one EP, um, which <laughs> I'm still, I'm still trying to find it. Like it's around somewhere <laughs> nice. because I was discussing with them recently. I was like, you know, it'd be really cool to re-release that EP on the current Falcata channels. 
Mm. Um, uh, because uh, not not all of them are still pursuing music, but they were all totally down with the idea. Um, so yeah, that that's an idea just just for the future. But anyway, we were in this we used to play locally, have a lot of fun, did a bit of recording, but eventually we all went our separate ways. And I moved to New York, um, pursuing a career there. And I kind of didn't pursue music for a while, for a few years. But over, over the years, I was coming up with little ideas here and there because I always love music. I always love composing. I play piano. And um, I eventually decided that I really wanted to get something out there. And that's kind of how the the first album came about in 2019. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. That's, and that's cool. Um, yeah, I just, that was a culmination just of all those ideas through the years. Um, and yeah, it was quite ambitious <laughs> it was a lot certainly um, yeah but yeah. I, it was i guess it was the result of many years of hunger and um inactivity for me so yeah that's kind of how the project mm, as it is today kind of had a mm. resurgence cool yeah i see i see so from what i gather like you were you were in a band a symphonic metal band mm-hmm. and that was the first valcata like one yes. 1.0 <laughs> but then really the valcata that it is now it's not the it's not the same band. You didn't well, you didn't necessarily take the music, even though there's a possibility there. It right. was kind of like a fresh reboot with the name after you got to New York. And from that point onwards, all your released music, that's really your work, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, all the wonderful collaborators involved. Yes. Um mm-hmm. so I mean, the fir- the first album, like <laughs> you said that it was quite ambitious. I mean it's hugely ambitious, man. <laughs> like that's yeah. would you call it a metal opera or you know rock opera musical that kind of vibe? I guess so. Yeah, like, I, I think I think I settled on symphonic progressive metal opera is pretty much what it is. Cool. I think yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah. accurate. Sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's super cool, man. Because like you you've got eight singers on that record, right? Right. You yourself are one of them, mm-hmm. if I got yeah. that right, and. Yeah. Um, and yeah, all of the musicians that you've got on board as well, in terms of people playing the different instruments and the production. Um, yeah, uh, wow, absolutely amazing. But then you've obviously got the story as well and this world that you've kind of yeah. built around it. I mean, mm-hmm. I would love just to like delve into this record more. I, I, I remember when I first came across your project, I listened to that through and I was really impressed because it was from a few years ago, 2019, I believe. That's right. And, uh, and, and it's, you know, it's a fantastic production. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I, I listened to it over again today before speaking. And uh, and yeah, man, I, I was really into it this time because like I actually went on the website, you've got all of the lyrics yeah, where there's the characters and it kind of tells you what's going on in each song. And mm-hmm. that's awesome, man. So perhaps like plenty of people wouldn't have even heard it before. So if you could delve into it a bit more, I'd love to just kind of get into that. Well, first of all, thank you for listening. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I really appreciate that you took the time to to revisit it and go into the, the lyrics and the story and stuff. It always warms my heart to hear that anybody has done that because that was really such a labor of love, that whole album. And I Not bad. Yeah. I really worked hard on it. So I, I just love the idea of people still listening to it, you know, today. Um, yeah, so the story, the way I work is I really compose the music first mm. sometimes i'll be in a, like a whatever mood like i'll really feel like 
this is a nice happy vibe that I kind of feel like writing or this is a really dark intense I really want some crushing riffs right now situation uh -huh. um, and I kind of let the music form itself first and then the, the lyrics came a little bit after so I would really write the lyrics to the music and then see what story was naturally emerging um, okay cool and yeah it, it it's like it all kind of happened at once i think the reason there was eight singers is because i was really inspired by arion the source album right yeah yeah i can and, hear the arion inspiration for sure like mm -hmm. yeah 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 definitely works in that ballpark yeah i heard that album and i was just blown away and i was like i can totally like do this i can sort of make this happen and i just love the idea of there being different voice tones at different mm. points in the song and I like I enjoyed the challenge of giving everyone equal time also mm -hmm. um and also like the interplay of like it was almost like a math equation because I kind of wanted every singer a moment to to harmonize with another one you know what I mean uh -huh. um, nice so, yeah. so like because the, obviously there's different textures that can be created with those different equations mm -hmm. um so that's yeah, a that's, really that's cool kinda, way to think yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of how it came about. Um, and the story, well, again, I was inspired by Arion. The whole it's a whole sci-fi thing, mm. and I've always loved sci-fi, um, and I've always loved like you know action movies and, and comic books and Marvel that kind of stuff. So it, it was easy mm. for me to create this like sci-fi story and the story basically is that it starts off um with a story about the Valkatans planet called Valkata and the planet has um been like undergoing this heat wave that has really destroyed it over many years and um a special team is deployed into space to search for a new uh inhabitable planet and they head out into space and they reach this portal. They don't know where it goes, but really that the story is about how the portal goes to earth. And, but the, a lot of the people on earth are like villainous and the Lakatans mm -hmm. usually are the kind of the good guys. So like, there's a cool. little bit of like commentary and messaging there and a little bit of fun, but the overall message is just kind of one of eventual like peace, harmony, um, acceptance, welcoming, that kind of thing. Yeah. Awesome. Man. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that's awesome. So, am I right in thinking that Mar it's Mary Z, right? Um, mm -hmm. She's like from Earth. Is she kind of like a bad guy? Yes. Yeah, she's yeah, like yeah. the president. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And she's kind of like power hungry. And nice. she's looking at the arrival of these Valkadans as like something that can really be exploited. Mm -hmm. You know? Nice. Yeah. Um, and I wanted that role to be uh, like an alto role. Nice. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, I cool. knew that was going to be an alto role before I, I found her. And I uh, was kind of just waiting, listening to a lot of different music until I could find someone that sounded like that. And yeah. I heard a White Emperor song and I was like, that is the voice I want because she's Amazing. epic. And yeah, she I'm, is. I'm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm really, I'm really glad that she was totally down for it immediately. So yeah so i mean I'd, I'd yeah i'd love to get into that more like the people that are on the record mm -hmm. eight singers as you say it's it's wonderfully balanced 
I find that so cool to hear how you kind of uh, likened it to the <laughs> mathematics and that you're kind of trying to get roughly proportionate time and yes. also kind of trying to contrast everyone. That That's super cool. So yeah. when it came to casting the, the parts, you, you mentioned a little bit there about Mary, um, but for everybody else that was involved and what what is that process? And was like the whole thing f- finished, composed, and then you casted the whole thing, or did the casting kind of have an effect on the on where it went? How how did it go with that? Um, it was it was um, all finished before I started reaching out to people, but mm. um, I tried my best to match the parts I'd written to the voices that eventually were on the record. But mm. there were some range issues that had to be addressed um okay. like i don't know if i can think of an example josh monel he mm-hmm. uh, he played the character of rocket so he's a broadway he's a broadway performer and he nice. told me that the parts i'd written were not high enough for his tenor range okay so he really had to i had to write higher stuff for him mm-hmm. um and basically the melodies obviously I can't just go up an octave. They have to yeah, be a whole uh, octave. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> they have to be adjusted. So um, originally, his melodies were actually very different. Um, that's interesting. So that's just, just an example, I suppose, of mm-hmm. sort of adjustments that had to be made. But but the overall meat and bones of it was was already before I started reaching out to people. Mm-hmm. And the process was kind of a little different for everyone. Like some people, I had. I was already familiar with their work and I was kind of writing with them in mind the whole time. For example, mm. Angel Wolf Black. Yeah. I knew that I, I would love to have her voice and her part was pretty much written for her. Cool. But then there are other parts like uh like Hadi's, Hadi Kiani mm-hmm. and uh Lil Lil Barzi, and like their parts were written with that voice type in mind, but I still had to kind of look for that that voice. And I, I found those on like collaboration websites like Sound Better mm. or Air Gigs. Cool. Okay. And and then Angel, I just was familiar with her YouTube channel. So I just reached out to her through I think mm. it was YouTube, or she might have had her email address up on there or something. Um Zubaroa, I was familiar with Diabolus and Musica. So I reached out to her. She was down mm-hmm. myself. I <laughs> I'm me. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Happy to do it. I actually um I w- I was still a novice at singing when I recorded that album. Really? So I'm not okay. entirely pleased with my performance, but I'm still proud that I, I gave it a shot. I would like sure. to I would like to record um more once I've had a little bit more practice. Um because mm. I think I was I had I was doing singing lessons for about a year before I did those recordings. Um, it's not a whole lot of time of uh, classical singing lessons to get really good, but I think I did okay. <laughs> I, I certainly, um, yeah, think you did. I mean, you, you, I'm surprised actually that you uh, consider yourself inexperienced because you have quite like an operatic tone to your voice, right. also like a very low register. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a bass. like, yeah, bass registers. Not, mm-hmm. I, th- I thought that, that it, it's even baritone is kind of pushing it. Like, it's you're, right. you're really singing in the bass register with an operatic style. I mean, that's, um, I would say, fairly difficult and unusual. So, I mean, I, yeah. yeah, hats off, man. Thank you. Yeah, it was, it was tough. 
Um, but like, because before I I got lessons with my teacher, I really knew nothing about singing. I mean, I could hold a tune, you know, by humming, but yeah. the actual there's a whole yeah technique. There's uh-huh. a whole <laughs> fucking like what do you call a process when you speak to really good singers then it it takes you back for sure yeah yeah yeah. so i really had to do a crash course on that stuff but Mm. my singer was phenomenal sorry my teacher was phenomenal um (laughs) and he he would go through the parts that i'd written with me to help me help me through them um Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, it was fun. It was fun. Did, I, I do, I do feel now I've improved even more. So I am, I am curious about maybe writing a little part here and there in a future Valcada song to sing again. That's, that's cool. That, I'm glad to hear that. Um, mm. so, so yeah, you sang a role on, on that first record, which as you say, was quite balanced between the eight roles. Um, yeah. so prior to that, you didn't really do any singing. And since then you haven't done any either, right? Not really, no. Mm-hmm. Um, what, I've, been what, appro- I've been approached a couple of times, but they just weren't like projects that really like were worth doing. Okay. Um, and not in a bad way. It's just I didn't think I could do it justice. Sure, yes. sure. So, yeah, 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 I see. And mm-hmm. so, okay, that's cool. So you know, you're you're into singing, but looking to maybe do a bit more down the line. In terms of like you, you mentioned about like singing coach. Is that some some did you work with somebody locally or is that like online? How did you go about that? Yeah, his name is Elliot Archer. He's a vocal teacher in New York. He lives mm. in Harlem. Um, I eventually I eventually uh, stopped going to him only because I really wanted to focus on composing for a while. Sure. But if there's anyone in that area, I can definitely recommend him. He's a genius. He's really, mm. really good. And well, he's, a, it- like, he's obviously... Um, a performer himself and cool all that good stuff yeah i mean there's a hell of a lot of very good singers in new york right i mean with yes. broadway especially <laughs> very 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 much yeah do, i do, would go on i would um like he would take me to to little practice shows with other singers where we would each sing a piece and get feedback from each other and stuff wow so i i i have witnessed firsthand the kind of talent is out there it's very intimidating yeah but it's also yeah, yeah. it's also really cool to see everyone so passionate like that uh, man especially like for me i find the you know the theaters if you go to broadway and, and and watch musicals like that like that's a whole other level of uh of, of vocals man do, do, yeah. do you get do you get to broadway much I try to as much as I can. It's awesome. just really expensive. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet. I mean, I I did meet someone at a gathering recently who, like, he's a performer on Broadway, and he cool. he gave me like a tip for getting cheap tickets. And I yeah. can't remember what it is now. I wish I could remember. I, um, uh, but there's ways of like going more often. So I really kind of got to look mm-hmm. into that, but I absolutely love musicals. I really, yeah. really like musicals. Yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. um, I would assume it kind of comes across in our material sometimes. For um, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think my love for musicals really comes from just being such a Disney fan as a kid. Cool. Because, um, you know, that the vocalists in those movies would have a lot of musical theater training and stuff like yeah. Leia Salonga, um, of course. Yeah. Very, very musically influenced stuff. Which, which are your favorites then? Which are the ones that impacted you the most? The Lion King. Yeah, um, Lion King. Amazing. The Lion King, um, Beauty and the Beast, 
and Aladdin probably are cool. my three favorites. Um, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, they might have been back to back releases. <laughs> Um, yeah well probably if not near enough yeah 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 um i, I rewatched the little mermaid recently um yeah it's a great one as well. in, in anticipation of the movie coming out and the music in that is really phenomenal as well so yeah yeah i'm big 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 disney fan cool where cool just because uh, it's a bit of a rabbit hole we'll obviously uh, keep coming back mm. to wildcatter but i mean um if 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 your love for musical theatre started with Disney movies, where where did it grow from there? And where else have you picked up? Do you listen to soundtracks or you watch movies or? Um, good question. Um, so as for the like symphonic stuff, a lot of it really was just getting into symphonic metal first, right? Yeah, because. Um, yeah. As a as a young kid, my my like my favorite artists were pop artists Michael Jackson. Okay, cool. Who who I am still a big fan of. Um, I, I listen to a lot of pop music. I really liked cool. like Christina Aguilera, Mariah Carey, all that stuff. Mm. I really love as well. Um, and then in my teenage years, like new metal happened. Right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like me and my friends. Like our minds were blown, <laughs> and like. I was just listening to Slipknot, like, what is this? It's so good. I don't even yeah, know what yeah, it is, yeah. but I love it. <laughs> so I was getting into new metal and then Evanescence. That was a band that really changed my life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause it really was that perfect style of the almost a musical theater style of singing mm. along with this like hip metal shit that was happening at the time. So yeah. mm-hmm. they inspired me to learn piano. Right. And then okay. from, from from then on, obviously, like I looked online at like what other bands like Evanescence are there? I heard about bands called Nightwish within Temptation. Mm. Um, I heard that Metallica did like the SM show. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so they that was really my introduction to Symphonic Metal and then Epica soon soon after that. I do I do really enjoy soundtracks too, but I wouldn't really I wouldn't immediately say that soundtracks automatically are like a thing that influenced me too much, honestly. Mm-hmm. Even, even though I know a lot of people would say that, would you say that yourself? Soundtracks is in film scores and things. I yeah, I do like them. I, it's in the mi- the midst of I, I like a lot of lot of stuff, really. But um, I yeah. But I was thinking in terms of um, I, that that's all really fantastic, by yeah. the way. Um, but um, I was thinking about in terms of like musical theater and, okay. and those things, you know, um, in terms of like you're saying about like the Disney movies as a kid right. really turned you on yeah. to musical theater and i was really kind of thinking about um what other mu- musicals you're into really oh, and, okay. and, and other musicals, musicals so you're going to you know i mean obviously it all ties into the uh symphonic metal and everything that you yeah. know comes to form valcata in the long run but yeah musicals and I, that's why i was thinking in terms of like obviously you can go see them on the stage if they're th- available you know right or yeah. like you can listen to the records or Maybe there's YouTube videos of stage mm-hmm. productions or or movies. Right. So yeah, I yeah. was I was kind of wondering what you know, musicals and things like that that you were into. Uh so many. Um nice. obviously the Phantom of the Opera goes without saying. It has to, man, in symphonic metal kind of territory. It's a masterpiece, man. Yeah. <laughs> I I actually saw that show on the West End. Um, cool. I saw it on the West End, yeah. Just amazing. Um my parents took yeah. me when I was like an early teen and mm-hmm. 
like halfway through the show, I was like blown away. And then the intermission comes. Oh, yeah. And I forget, I forget what happened, but I asked my, I asked my parents a question and they were like, no, they're singing live. And I was like, what? I was like, that's not, that's not a, yeah. a sound recording. I thought they were like lip syncing the whole it's time. Kind, it's kind of too perfect sometimes, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The whole, the whole first half of the show, I thought they were lip syncing and I was still really enjoying it. And then as soon yeah. as they told me that, I was like, holy shit, like this is next level. Yeah. Um, so that obviously is, is top, top tier. Yeah. Um, one that I really enjoy is Finding Neverland. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. I and I haven't seen that one, yeah. it, but I mean that's to do with Peter Pan, is it? That, it's that about kind the of story. It's about the guy who wrote Peter Pan. Okay. And um, the 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 basic premise is that he's a really successful um, like playwright, but and like everyone is, celebrates his work, but he just feels like he's a bit of a hack and he hasn't written what's really true to his heart. Okay. And that's kind of what, what leads him to writing Peter Pan. But the music in that is so beautiful. Like I'd really recommend wow. just looking up the soundtrack for that on, on Spotify. Um, what else is really good? I really like the musical Newsies. Are you mm-hmm. familiar with that? I don't think I'm familiar with that one either. It's, it's about... Um, mm-hmm. Now, I forget, I, I'm not sure what year it is, but it's like newspaper boys. Um, and it's like they're standing up to like the mayor of New York or some shit. It's just a really silly story, but mm-hmm. that, that has some really fun, energetic music. And um, cool. Try, trying to think of think of one more. Obviously, like the Disney adaptations as well are really yeah. good too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, they have big budget productions to go with with it man yeah. so yeah they do yeah. some pretty phenomenal stuff mm-hmm. how, how, which which musicals have you seen oh do you know what it was is in particular i went through a phase right where um I'm, I'm originally from london and i kind of throughout my life just kept moving out of london and back to london um and at one point i found myself back in london it was uh 20 mm, i don't know it was when i was like 22 it was whatever and um and i thought like i spent ages going out to gigs every night like local band gigs and doing all of that and i kind of burnt out after that for a while and so to get re-inspired i really got super into musical theater and like opera and classical as well but like i really got hooked on musical theater and i was in london and i thought like okay i'm not gonna live in london forever so i'm really gonna make the most of it whilst i'm here Right. And so I actually did kind of what probably your friend was saying at that party, which is I worked out the best ways to get like cheap tickets. Yeah. Um, there was a few different ways. If anybody ever wants advice on that, then, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> get in touch. But yeah, I, I had a couple of things, especially when you buy them like short notice. Um, yeah. And also if you're open-minded about what you see, like if you just walk down to the West End um, and you're kind of just happy to go and see a show, right then then yeah you can get some really cheap tickets i mean i i to be honest it was a bit crazy i was going to like at least three shows a week probably wow <laughs> for for a while I'm so jealous man what was crazy is like i actually i i wasn't even expecting it i ended up like winning some competition where i had viewed like i was in like one of the top three people who watched the most <laughs> musical theater in that month or whatever and wow. they gave me like some 
rebate or like loads of free tickets or something. It was it was mad. So I saw like so many shows. I have a stack of tickets somewhere that's like like that. Anything that's that awesome. was on, I think it, 2018 it was. And uh, so anything that was on in London in 2018, <laughs> practically, I, I saw. But um, yeah, it was so cool. I just like was absorbing it. I was just, right. yeah, I was, yeah, I was yeah. obsessed, man. I mean, it's just such a amazing art form, man. Such a spectacle. And uh, even, even, you know, if it's not dazzling, just to have those, you know, um, performers there and... Uh, yeah. putting on those shows it's incredible man absolutely incredible really um, amazing the fact that they do it night after night also is, is ridiculous. yeah it's just it's a phenomenal standard man like mm -hmm. and as you say like especially when you think about something like singing um yeah. that kind of that put, pulls you back you know and you're just like yeah, yeah. whoa that that's something else you know <laughs> big time like, i, big I was time. a singer in a rock band but like mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. when, yeah after i was really into that i just I actually kind of withdrew a little bit and was like, I can't sing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's there's real passion on the stage also because it's so competitive to get on that stage. Mm. Like the casting sessions must be crazy for that stuff. Um, yeah, they really, it's, it's the best of the best, really. It's such a level of talent. But I've never I've never been to Broadway. I've never I've never been to New York. I've never even been to the States, to be honest. So um okay. you know, one day one day I'd love to I'd love to check that out. But the West yeah. End I'm definitely well acquainted with. I've probably been in every theater there. <laughs> yeah. It's have you awesome. ever seen have you ever I'm just thinking of other musicals that I enjoy now? Have you seen yeah. Cats? So they didn't have any production of it live. Oh really? Um when when unfortunately it was a very long running show, but it finished before Oh, my time, enough. I suppose. I have, uh, you know, I've listened to that soundtrack many times, various versions mm -hmm. of it, and the film as well of the, right. of the production. Not, yeah. I didn't see the film with uh, <laughs> the CG one. <laughs> I'm not I sure how that it. was, but it looked freaky, man. <laughs> I tried watching it, but it's, it it is unwashable. No offense. Yeah, it <laughs> looks crazy. <laughs> It's rough. It's rough. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, like, I love the music so much, I thought that maybe I'd enjoy it. But it wasn't mm -hmm. even just. It wasn't even just the the creepy CGI. Just the pacing of it was a bit off. And yeah, there next, was better luck next time. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of criticism about it. Musicals are a hard thing to get right in movies, and mm -hmm. I feel as if they kind of always get slack, no matter what. Especially yeah. actors singing, which is a difficult thing because you want a, you know a big a star actor you know yeah. to play your part in a movie but you also want a good singer so yeah you know i think that they get it a bit rough sometimes like to be honest <sighs> personally especially for like accessibility reasons i think i think i like the phantom of the opera movie uh i like the les mis movie as well mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um it's a whole other thing to see those shows in real life though and those two in totally. particular are absolute masterpieces man like right. Yeah, the, those those two. I mean, they're the longest running for a reason. Like, yeah, absolutely mind blowing, man. Unfortunately, I haven't seen Lemmy's live, but I would love to. Mm. Do they still have that in, in, in Broadway? Or couldn't I couldn't tell you? Okay, <clears throat> again because of yeah. the price, it's like I don't really go to a whole lot of shows yeah, these yeah. days anymore. But lately, I have had that hankering. So if it's mm. if it's playing, I'll certainly go see it. It might even be on like an off Broadway smaller stage situation. Mm -hmm. um, 
So I'd be definitely down for that. What about actual like opera shows? Do you have you seen yeah. any of those? Yeah, yeah. So I was going to those as well. Um, I went to a bunch of English National Opera, which is at the London Coliseum, which is an mm-hmm. awesome venue. Um, yeah. But then after a while, I worked out how to get um, decent price tickets for the Royal Opera House, and so I saw yeah. a, bu- a bunch there as well, which you know were really wonderful. Yeah. Um, best best ones I've seen. Mm. I I seen I seen the Magic Flute a few times. Mozart. Um, and that varied wildly. Oh, I spoke about that one with Pete. I think, uh, yeah, in the, I think in the podcast episode that I did with Pete, I think we were speaking about Magic Flute. Uh, because I saw I saw a um, production of it, which was very strange. They tried to like be kind of um, hip with it, I suppose. And they did okay. it where they were all like in tracksuits and stuff, which I wasn't oh. expecting <laughs> at all. Like I had no idea that that was going to happen. So I was That's actually... I was pretty disappointed to be honest, but the one at the oh. Royal Opera House, mm-hmm. yeah, was was proper. Um, I, I I have I'm not too familiar with with opera shows myself, and I'm not too familiar okay. with that one, except for one aria that my my teacher made me learn from it. Okay, um, but that would be one of your favorites. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I, I like that it's kind of like fantasy, you know. So it kind right. of it kind of has that bridge into what we're more used to in the metal world, I suppose, you know, kind of epic fantasy. I love like the Wagner ones as well. I mean, they're kind of like, so kind of over the top in that way. Yeah. Yeah. There was just really one proper one that I saw and it was on a really small stage in Brooklyn and it was Othello. Um, and apparently I could be wrong about this, but I think there's actually two versions of Othello, Mm -hmm. like two classical, um, separate like opera shows that were written based on that story um and i i think i saw the more recent one and when i say recent i mean i don't like i don't know this could be like 200 years old yeah yeah. but (laughs) sure like i was i really loved it because the vocal lines were really busy um right yeah it it was very like vocal acrobatic stuff Mm -hmm. um and that's not really what i was expecting i guess when i think of opera i think of really just long extended like notes all the time but these people were like doing runs and stuff so it was yeah, really yeah. impressive yeah nice so i'd recommend that to anyone who's curious cool yeah man yeah i mean i'm definitely gonna check out like i'm gonna watch over the footage and check out anything that you mentioned here that i'm not okay <laughs> but nice. um are you, are you are you into classical music much like is, is that played much um more? i i enjoy it i wouldn't seek it out i have like a mm-hmm. like a classical music playlist on spotify that i might put on on like a, a relaxing day and stuff there's mm-hmm. definitely obviously a few key tunes that i absolutely love like um um five variants of dives and lazarus which i discovered because i was looking up a nightwish q a and cool. Thomas Halapainen said it was his favorite classical song. Right. So I was like, great. oh, I have to check this out. And it's so good. It's such yeah, a beautiful, yeah. beautiful song. So that song nice. is really nice. I like some of Vivaldi's stuff, like mm-hmm. the Four Seasons. Yeah. Um, classic, yeah. And some some select Mozart stuff as well. Um, mm-hmm. But apart from that, oh, there's a really good, like, choir composer i forget what his name is Mm. but he's more of a like a modern classical composer and he composes a lot for for choirs 
Mm. And he has a, I forget what his name is, but he has a really famous song called, I think it's called Sleep. And it's just about falling asleep. But it's (laughs) one of the most stunning pieces I've ever heard in my life. So that's one you should definitely check out. Um, After this, I can send you his name. It's on my list. What about you? Any classical recommendations? Oh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I mean... uh... Yeah, I'm sure I, I could send you some stuff for sure. Like, um, I think that especially when you're talking to like metalheads and and people that are, you know, we clearly have a similar kind of general scope of things that we're into. So, um, I really like when it when there's that kind of epic sound or you know maybe even kind of fantasy esque sound. Right. Uh, um, a piece that's just like a single piece, so you don't have to be committed for a whole suite or whatever. Right. Um, Felix Mendelssohn, he has an overture called um, The Hebrides. Um, it's about Scotland. Like he would go on these kind of expeditions through nature. Yeah. And um, and so he wrote this piece. I think it's, it's, I can't remember exactly, but it's less than like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. But it's amazing it's so moving it's so like full of wonder in that kind of way that like yeah i could imagine a symphonic metal composer ever would be very right. inspired by and and it, yeah. it just has such a momentum i discovered it when i went to see a concert of beethoven's ninth symphony which for me is probably like the best piece of music ever like that's just uh-huh. like, <laughs> super like super epic he you know right, right, that, right. that was his kind of prime um you know, he, Beethoven looking to create his ultimate masterpiece, really, and did an incredible job of that. So I've seen that piece live a few times. And nice. one of the times I saw it, um, they they performed this Mendelssohn piece as a uh, intro to it, and it was it was perfect. That's probably one of my most played things. And um, how, how old is that piece? That's a romantic piece, so... Uh, I can't tell you exactly, but that would be like somewhere in the 1800s. Okay, so it's like um, one of the one of the ancient ones. Yeah, re- re- relatively. Uh, another yeah. suite is the uh, Scheherazade by Nikolai Rimsky-Korsakov, a uh, Russian mm-hmm. composer. And again, it has that like pragmatic thing to it because it's like based on like Sinbad, and so it's kind of um, scoring that in a way, and it's oh, yeah, it's amazing. I was listening to it only earlier but i mean we you know that that could go off for a long time so i'll uh, you know i i I, we can we can chat about that um plenty like i i'm always happy to uh but this is important stuff to drag out of the ether you know because i'm definitely going to check out all these things and steal ideas (laughs) nice oh man it's so good i mean like classical music especially old stuff it's all like royalty free <laughs> so i mean you can literally right. steal ideas <laughs> i mean people do that's a really you know? good point yeah, yeah. <laughs> people 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 do that or at least you know uh somewhat in, inspired right, um right. I, I i remember seeing something once i can't remember exactly now but it was um it was like famous pop songs basically that were like yeah. directly quoting phrases from classical music and there was like oh, cold sure play songs so and stuff in that like right mm-hmm. yeah so yeah it was in, it was interesting it was interesting to see for sure but uh yeah anyway um what one thing i was thinking of uh about your voice do you know mm-hmm. what i thought that um do you know what role i think that you would play perfectly hopefully you know this one uh 
the role of Caiaphas in Jesus Christ Superstar. He's the you priest. I haven't, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> Have you not? Oh, no, man. No, no, no. That, you had to check that out. That's like the rock opera. I mean, it was one of the first ever rock operas. I think yeah. technically the first was um, Tommy by The Who. Mm -hmm. um, but Jesus Christ Superstar was pretty early on. Yeah. And, um, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, you had to obviously, check that out. I love Obviously, I know the name. I've heard of it. It's yeah, coming at yeah, me yeah. from all angles. But for some reason, yeah, I just yeah. haven't, haven't sat down and checked it out. Um, but now I have yeah. a good reason to. So check that out, and yeah, that mm -hmm. role of Caiaphas, like the tone of your voice, is is perfect for it, man. Yeah, it's so I mean, it's so fun as well. <laughs> does he does he have any solo songs? Yeah, um, he does have. Yeah, he does have songs that he's he's kind of the main part, or at least a main part. Right, um, right, right. Titles off the top of my head, I'll have to have a look mm -hmm. at it, but I'll send I'll send it to you for sure, man. It, yeah, it could be good practice material, you know. So yeah. Yeah, having fun. <laughs> oh yeah, ple pleasure. So let, let's um, <laughs> let's loop it back round then to uh, mm -hmm. uh, to to your music and stuff. I mean, um, well, I mean, you've kind of touched base there a few times. I'm actually interested, like, um, in like the journey towards Val Valcanto. I mean, how did you get into music then? Like, yeah, in, at first. <laughs> overall um at first as a very young child like i said i was really into michael jackson the earliest song that i remember liking is black or white on tv right and yeah. my mom saw that i liked that song on tv and she already had the bad album on vinyl wow so great. she just like gave that to me to listen to and i always just had that on repeat then he released his history album shortly after that so i was about seven or eight years old mm-hmm Came totally obsessed with that. So he he was really my first introduction to music, and he has actually quite an eclectic um, discography. Mm. So he actually has a lot of classical influence in his songs. Mm -hmm. Obviously, a lot of pop, a lot of rock, like Beat It, Dirty Diana, that kind of stuff. Yeah, R and B. So and, yeah, he like he alone was a big foundation for my taste. Mm. And then. The rest of the progression is kind of what I already discussed is how I was really into a lot of pop music. I actually yeah. really like a lot of R&B music as well. Um, like bands like In Vogue and singers like Brandy and stuff. I really mm -hmm. love that like groovy, soulful, smooth sound. Mm -hmm. um, and then metal hit me all of a sudden. And the rest is history, I suppose. But it was, oh, yeah. it was Evanescence really that got me interested in playing music with their pianos and their mm. songs. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's the, yeah, that's what I'm interested in. So you mentioned that like Evanescence and, and obviously discovering, you know, similar bands from there, but you started playing keyboard at that point. Right. So that, that was actually your entry to making music. Like that was when mm -hmm. you first started thinking mu making music is what you'd like to do. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Absolutely. Cause then I would, at that time I was able to source a lot of their sheet music and mm -hmm. well, I had about 10, formal piano lessons after okay. I showed an, an interest and um I just told my teacher I was like I don't want to learn that classical stuff I just want to learn these songs that I found and she was really cool with mm -hmm. it and she cool. just helped me learn just the basics of notes chords melody and then I was all set I kind of just self-taught myself after that based on the stuff that I wanted to learn right cool yeah. cool so you kind of got like that foundation of being able to read 
right stuff at least so you could yeah find what you exactly. wanted and learn it that's exactly cool. That's cool. yeah yeah so, so um sorry go ahead i was just gonna ask like what your progression was from there like as a musician you're thinking of yourself as a keyboard player or you were just interested in writing music or you know how, how did that evolve i think at that point i might have like fancied myself a solo artist but i was like, singing I, as well maybe yeah yeah okay all right i cool. used to yeah. I, I used to sing a little bit like in my room and stuff and make little demos um but i think i just knew that like i needed a lot more practice before i was going to record or, or release anything mm. um so for the meantime i didn't i i would only record little weird demo ideas and beats and stuff um and just kind of learn other bands music that's really what i spent most of my time doing actually is mm -hmm. i would learn like keyboard solos and metal songs mm -hmm. learn the chords for nightwear songs to figure out like how he created that emotion mm -hmm. um certain parts that intrigued me and just kind of built built up my knowledge through music that i was already cool. listening to um and then that's kind of what led me to wanting to be in a band cool cool and yeah. so then leading up to Valcao 1.0 then right um you you were like the keyboardist in the band then is that right yeah mm -hmm. so you were kind of going for like the tumos type role um well, oh. sort of because i was one of many songwriters in that band okay cool i was actually already joining a band that had already formed i see okay. um right. so they had a whole bunch of their own songs ready to go <clears throat> and i came in with a couple ideas for my own songs so it was kind of a case of everyone kind of had their own songs and we would all play all the songs and mm -hmm. if we had ideas for improving things then we would do it but everyone had their own songs and we, we had fun playing and it just so happened that everyone in that band was extremely talented as well which is kind of why i want to re-release some of that stuff you know great yeah cool yeah was that was that your first band then or did you do anything before that was my first and only band. Um, apart from that, I, I did a little bit of busking um, on the street. Um, like wow, that's brave. Singing uh, with one of the guys in the band, the guitarist, he would play acoustic guitar and I would sing in the street. And that was fun. Wow. That was fun for sure. But that's like the only other thing I can think of in terms of like performing with a band. That, I mean, that does take, yeah, it takes some front though, to especially to sing in, in the street like that. I feel like I'd be too nervous for that, to be honest. <laughs> for some reason, I, I I wasn't. I was confident enough, and I feel like, cool. like I wasn't even that good, but people will stop and listen to you because they just like, I guess, the novelty of it. So, so were you singing covers and stuff? Or? Yeah, just covers. covers and you really. was, But you were singing in like bass register. Or you at that time I didn't then. know that I was a bass, so I was probably I aiming a little high. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so it, it like was Mike, Michael fun. Jackson songs, but like two octaves down. <laughs> no, I, 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 yeah, I, I wasn't quite that ambitious. We were, we were doing mainly like traditional folk songs um, mm. and really well. That makes sense for Ireland. Yeah, pop songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, cool, man. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. So how, how, you know, how, how. How long were you kind of into like the gigging? Did you do much gigging as a band, or you said like local band? And yeah, we did. We 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 did a, quite a few shows um, around Dublin city. Mm -hmm. um, 
there was some places that we like preferred obviously and we would do regular shows and in, in the same places because we would like know those people those people or whatever um but now and again like the our, the basis in our band was really good uh promo wise at reaching out to people and finding that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um i really enjoyed playing live and i really i would like to do like this Valcada stuff live as well someday mm. in some capacity. Mm. I suppose we'll get to that. But um mm-hmm. yeah, it was fun. It was fun, but there's not really else much to say about it. It was kind of yeah, yeah. just just a bit of fun. Like we didn't take it too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um and we, we probably could have practiced a little more. We were a bit sloppy here and there, <laughs> like you know. Yeah. Um but it was good fun, good memories, you know. Yeah, man, that that's cool. That's cool. Is there yeah. much? Was, was there much of a scene there in Dublin? Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, there's a, there's there's even a metal bar that specializes in in like metal shows and stuff that nice. we performed at a couple times. There's a re- like there's a really big uh, metal following in Dublin, so um, we will we would have a lot of fun with the crowd there and getting to know people and stuff. That's great, man. Yeah, that's cool. fun. Uh, have you ever played in many bands? I think you have, right? With uh, Flavor Nurse, that was oh, your live wow. band. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool, man. Uh, yeah, cheers. Yeah, that's right. I was, I was doing that. I was like lead vocals and played guitar as well. Uh, it was like a rock band. Um, I never, I never really played any metal live, even though I was always into metal. I was, in, I was always kind of like into rock and metal from right. a young age. And yeah. I did, I did form a few metal projects throughout my mm-hmm. teens and stuff, but they never materialized to being like properly on stage. It was always difficult to uh, get a good enough group of musicians to get yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's hard, it's hard <laughs> stuff to pull off, you know? It, it really is, man. And I mean, at least with like a rock band, you know, you can get away with having people that can sort of play with character, you know? Mm. Um, whereas like for a lot of metal, you need people that can like, really hold it together especially like a drummer i mean yeah you need someone that can really like keep up double kicks and stuff through a through a set that's hard work man i can only imagine yeah. you know <laughs> i i really bow in the face of of people like talented oh. drummers and guitarists who can perform this stuff it's crazy yeah it's, it, yes yeah. It's, it's tough yeah so yeah so I, I i did that for a while mostly around london never really kind of broke out the the local band um kind of level either really but it's also because mm-hmm. i was also thinking about loads of other stuff kind of like like yourself i'm sure yeah, um, yeah 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 but what so what what brought you to new york then or to the states in general uh so i studied in visual communications which is basically graphic design okay cool and basically i don't know how it is in the uk but in ireland as soon as you graduate you can get a j1 visa pretty easily after you graduate okay. Uh, for like just work experience um i came here uh just initially with the intention of only working for a year but the company that i started working with they we just got along really well so they sponsored my visas and um at this point i have a green card which is great um i don't really have to worry about visas anymore so i can kind of come and go as i please um cool that's kind of a reason why a lot of my time was taken up over those years because those I extra hours know. were spent filling out forms and oh, going man. to the lawyer meetings and just yeah, nightmarish yeah. kind of mm. stuff. Um, 
you have to do visits at the embassies and in Dublin and explain yourself and all this kind of stuff. So wonderful bureaucracy, eh? (laughs) Just what us creative people love. (laughs) I know, I know. Um, So thankfully, that's all behind me, and I've a lot more time now to to work on music. So it's good. Great, great. And about the US is home now. Like you're settled there. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I do miss Ireland quite a bit. I try to make it home at least once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually go home around around the holidays or around Christmas time. Mm. And I usually stay for about a week and make the most of the piano that we have in the house back home. Oh, great. I don't, I don't have anything of the sort in this apartment. Mm-hmm. So I really love the feel of that real piano, you know. Mm-hmm. The ideas that come yeah. to you from a real instrument is like crazy. Yeah, because um, yeah. uh, obviously, normally you're aware I, I I work mostly in Guitar Pro, and my okay, yeah, yeah. MIDI keyboard, but I love that real piano. Um, but yeah, this year the family is actually coming over here for the holidays, so that'll be a lot of fun. Nice, cool, yeah. man, cool, nice. That's, and how are you? How fun. are you spending? How are you spending the holidays? Uh, I'm I'm gonna go yeah go down south and uh, see see my mom and some of my family this time. Awesome. The last awesome. last, uh, last few we've kind of just kept it quiet at home because you know yeah. there's lockdowns and everything. So yeah yeah it'll be cool. So do you mind if I ask like do they enjoy your music? Do they listen to it? <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose. I I, I yeah. mean like everyone is supportive enough. <laughs> yeah. Right. I feel yeah. like uh, I'm probably. Um, mm, more self-conscious especially when it comes to uh <laughs> close mm-hmm. connections like that you know but they're right. at least nice about it so yeah 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 but what what, what about uh, you do you have that it's a it's the exact same situation really where it's not it's just not their taste but sure. they're still really impressed by the stuff that i'm able to achieve and create you know mm-hmm. so they can kind of see it on that level and they really appreciate it on that level but it's not something that they would like put on you know they're not going to stick on exactly metallica record and well, rock out so that's it yeah yeah it's 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 just different isn't it so as, at least as long as you have that kind of um you know respect in a way like people yeah. respect it then that that's cool you don't have to like <laughs> they have to have this taste you know <laughs> right 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 uh, exactly. especially if um you know you're getting really heavy with the music and uh, yeah. a lot of harsh vocals <laughs> in there <laughs> yeah it's maybe, not like maybe grandma just, is yeah, <laughs> not for that yeah um i remember i showed some of my work to my family during one of these christmas uh visits mm-hmm. and <laughs> one of their friends was over and he was kind of an older gentleman and yeah. after i played the song he was like i feel like sometimes less is more <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh bless him <laughs> fair enough brother fair enough yeah, fair enough. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's totally fair, isn't it? This this kind of progressive metal stuff is all very like uh, it's it it's be... very out there. It's very yeah. bombastic. It's a lot. It's a lot. Exactly, man. <laughs> exactly. We we kind of like throw the kitchen sink at it, you know. So yeah, yeah exactly, man. It doesn't have to be everyone's cup of tea. That's no. Because uh, if it. if we don't make it over the top and stuff, like who is going to do that? It's yeah, someone doing it, right? Exactly, man. There's a spectrum for everything out there, so you just got to do what what calls to you, man. But yeah. <laughs> so I mean, talking of of your process, then a little bit. Um, we were speaking about recording the first album and everything involved in that, and 
Um, yeah, I, I mean, I got to actually see a little bit of you, of you working, which was really cool, and um, kind of talked about it a little bit. But you, 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 what is your process exactly? Like, would you be able to break it down, especially for like people listening? Sure. Um, often it will start with like a single idea in my head that will come mm -hmm. to me just out of the, out of the blue. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll put that in Guitar Pro real quick mm -hmm. and I'll just see how I feel about it. And then I'll just kind of start adding stuff. It's a very slow, methodical process, really. It's mm -hmm. usually not a whole lot of stuff comes right to me except for that initial idea. It could be just like a, a melody or a tune or like a, a riff just in my head, like, you know, whatever. And I'll just uh -huh. put that on Guitar Pro and see how it sounds. Um, like, for example, Tower, right? Yeah. So the f first thing that came to me in Tower was actually the, there's a there's a violin solo in the middle of it. And mm -hmm. it kind of has a melody like, na, 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 na. And that was the starting point for that song. Wow. And I, 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 like, so... That already gives you a bit of melody and it gives you like the tempo that you're working with mm -hmm. so i just started with that violin melody and kind of built it out around there um wow cool but apart from that it is really a whole lot of just staring at the screen <laughs> and obsessing over the smallest details <laughs> until it's as good as it can possibly be because anything less than that is no good because mm -hmm. especially when I'm an independent artist and I have to put like my money and my time into it, yeah. There, there is a there is some really good advice going around out there where it's like we really should be trying to get music out faster um, for content, right? For engagement yeah. and stuff. But um, for me, I can't afford to do that. I don't have the money <laughs> to do that. Um, it's just it's yeah, you know, it's fine if you have. You you might be able to do that a little bit. I'm I'm making assumptions, but you have like more of a home studio situation. Like you might be able to record stuff faster than me. I have like no recording capabilities at all. Mm -hmm. So I really like invest my time and money into finding people, seeing if they're cool with recording it in their own time and stuff. So I have to be satisfied with what I write before I put it yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I I mean I can tell that you have this like kind of perfectionistic quality to you but to be honest like i can tell that from the music which is a very good <laughs> sign okay <laughs> you know um because, <laughs> because like um yeah i think that it's, it's quite clear that you have pretty high standards and you do write with a lot of detail like it is quite dazzling what's you know all of the things that are going on in uh in your pieces and then that is so kind of you thank you so much <laughs> it's a pleasure man i appreciate it but um but uh, you you also do like invest s so much into it, and mm. um, and yeah, as as you say, you're like you're not recording uh, yourself. You're literally like hiring people for like every single thing. And I mean, you right. go the extra mile, man. Like even even the strings and stuff. You're yeah, you know, you're hiring to have real strings there instead of just you know MIDI strings. And yeah. man, it makes a difference. Like the strings it sound does. fantastic in in your music. Yeah. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I can imagine the fact that you're kind of going so big on it means that, yeah, you really want to get it <laughs> right. Yes. Um, so, because, <laughs> like, I'm sure you can relate because sometimes you'll have like the perfect song, but there will be that one little part that like nags you all the time. And mm -hmm. you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that could be better, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I really try to make those parts better as well. Just mm-hmm. anything. It could be turning one note into two notes just for a little bit of rhythmic mm-hmm. uh, interest, anything, you know, mm-hmm. just to get that nagging feeling away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it could be a, a bad thing or a good thing. I like to, I like to think it's a good thing, but trying to be quicker about it like, at the same time, you know? It's a hot, yeah, that, that's, you know, I think it's definitely a good thing. The, the, the downside is, as you say, yeah, it, it's meticulous. <laughs> it's yeah. a meticulous mm. process. And that's totally. just it. That, that's what I just mean by, I guess you can tell that from your music in the, like, even, like, so much you're uh, keeping things interestingly, like, rhythmically and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you can tell how you, I can imagine you kind of going through all of the bars and constantly making sure that it's keeping things interesting and that you're m- mixing right. things up. And that's super cool. I mean, especially for people that are into kind of progressive oriented music, it's really appreciated. It pays off a lot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, the rhythm thing is definitely something that I'm really aware of because um, I'm like really into grooves and stuff. Mm-hmm. And as, as soon as a beat becomes monotonous, I get a little bit anxious about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I'm aware that sometimes you do need to hold back and you kind of have to be careful with how much you're throwing off the listener. Yep. Mm-hmm. So as long as you have a, a consistent flow going that someone can actually get into, yeah, then you're, you're, you're still good. But mm-hmm. I personally am not a huge fan of like gimmicky transitions or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if there's like, if you're going to have like a, a harsh transition, it's kind of, kind of got to serve the whole vibe. If mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 yeah I see. There's got to be like a purpose for it. Like that kind of right. fits the narrative in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. but then like, so the whole thing is composed like you just meticulously in guitar pro, basically that's the composition process. That and I play around with a little bit of stuff on my MIDI keyboard just mm-hmm. so I can visually hear things before I put them in. <clears throat> so does it, do you go into a, into a door at, at any point? Yeah. yeah. I would do that. I would do that for designing the synth sounds. Right. Okay. Um, but as soon as like the drums are done, cause my drum notation is very like rudimentary. Okay. Um, and I, I do have like a pretty strong idea of how I want the drums to sound, but drums are the kind of thing where you really can't control it too much because it is you know, the feel. There's so much going on. Like mm. for uh, for a real person playing, there's so much going on. You really have to let them feel it out and get mm. into it. Yeah. And so when I work with Jonas, I'll send him those rudimentary drum drum parts, mm-hmm. and usually I'll tell him try to be as faithful as you can and add your own like spice here and there. And yeah. That's pretty much what he does. He he pretty much nails it every time. And often he'll mm. include stuff that I would never have thought of, but I love it and I'll keep it. But I usually nice. like to have the drum parts and the guitar parts done before I start doing the synth work. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, I compose the synth work in Guitar Pro as well, but I also apply like the sound design to those MIDI notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I work in Logic for that. And I could do that before any of the live instrumental work, but I, I like to have the live instruments to hear how That's it will it. actually pair with those yeah, tones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it can be a bit easy yeah. with synths to like like they can be massive, you know? And yeah, uh, yeah, if, if you're not careful, like 
that's going to really come up against guitars. So it, make, it makes a lot of sense. Totally, to, totally. To go that way. Yeah. That's cool, man. Mm-hmm. I haven't worked very much in Guitar Pro. I remember using it a little bit, like as a guitarist, mm-hmm. uh, learning some tabs back in the day or whatever. But yeah, yeah that, that's an interesting um, process to me. It's just it's just different, like kind of composing everything. Like how do you get how do you get everything down then? Because like, there's some pretty complex stuff in the Arcane News, right? Mm. Uh, how how do you get all that down and keep it there and redo so it? I I I I pretty much I pretty much record a song kind of like th- through the hot like from scratch basically like so when I'm writing mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of recording it and I generally have one project that just keeps evolving until okay, it okay, kind okay. of turns into the final thing. That's how right. I'm kind of doing a lot of stuff, but that's also because I'm kind of at least at this stage and the music that I've done so far, I'm doing a lot of it myself um, or most of it myself. So I'm kind of able to do that. But in terms of like orchestration and things, like I'm I'm basically doing it all in the MIDI, in the door. Um, But there are are ways, like for me, that's actually a pretty um, fluid process. And there are ways that you can kind of get it up where you can actually see like what all of the MIDI tracks are doing across the board. You know, so right. you can kind of almost see like an entire score. It's just instead of musical t- notation, it's all in MIDI blocks, basically. Totally. Mm-hmm. And and from doing enough of that is, I feel like it's just kind of become second nature that I can just see MIDI and almost read it like you would, you know, uh, notation. And if anything, it's become easier for me. And also is a quicker workflow because it takes out that process of like scoring it and then mm. exporting it and then turning it into a recording. Instead, it's kind of like all already there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's then, definitely uh, really efficient. Mm, I, th- I, I think that that's, you know, what I've found to be the most efficient way to go about it. I have, I, uh, this is an interesting topic because I have spoken to people before. Um, my friend Louis, who I had on here, is a French composer, guitarist composer. Like he does orchestration as well. And he composes everything in, I think, Sibelius. Um, which is like musical notation software. So his workflow is very similar to yours. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And I think for him, like he just really likes that kind of feeling of scoring it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I can understand. (laughs) Um, But yeah, from a workflow perspective, yeah, it's definitely easier, I think, to just kind of work with with all the MIDI. But I guess- What if if you have like- what if you have like a whole chorus that you're not happy with? Do you just re-record that part over? So like with if, the beauty, the go on. Like if, like when I say chorus, I mean like chorus of a song, like verse chorus. Like if you, if you're just like, I don't like that chorus, I just want to yeah. redo the whole thing. Do you just kind of how how would you do how would you do that? So the beauty of MIDI is like you can play it in if you want to, mm-hmm. but like you can manually move all of the blocks pretty much in the same way you would in, in guitar, uh, guitar pro. You just like, right. you know, um, I, I, I could just cut the chorus out and delete it if I wanted to start completely from scratch, yeah. or I could just open up the MIDI for that chorus on the strings, let's say, and be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to change the F sharps to F because I Got actually want to change this from major to minor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally mm. did that yesterday. That's why it was <laughs> in the top of my head. So it's it's very flexible, I would say. I would say it's probably about as flexible as it 
can get uh, yeah. when when it's with MIDI. Obviously, if it's guitar, then you just have to re-record the part. But you know, totally. Um, and yeah. what about um, vocal lines? How do you prepare vocal lines for the singer? That's what I was going to ask you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, that's uh, that, that. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean, uh, uh, I either maybe do like a kind of top liner track with the piano or something like mm -hmm. that, um, or maybe another instrument <clears throat> that kind of can stand it out, uh, or can also sing a scratch vocal. But yeah. how do you, how do you do that? Pretty much the same. I, I I provide all of that actually. I try to provide like a MIDI line that they can listen to, mm -hmm. a separate lyric, uh, a separate sheet with lyrics, and then a, an actual song scratch vocal that I do as well. Okay, Just cool. Because it's, it's it's a much easier reference for how the melody pairs with the lyrics. I figure mm -hmm. it is a quite a bit of work actually, but yeah. I think it's it's worth <laughs> it's worth saving everyone's time in the end. You know. Yeah, everyone will appreciate it. You're working with, you know, some busy professionals, I'm sure. So, right. Yeah, but then how do you how <laughs> how do you sing a scratch vocal for like a soprano? You just do it. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've been doing this trying to like uh, scratch vocals parts that would be for Pete, and it's yeah. like ridiculous <laughs> the yeah. sounds that come out. <laughs> no, it is pretty comical. Like it can be absolutely horrible sounding. Um, <laughs> but it's yeah. not supposed to sound good like sometimes i'll even yeah. pitch correct my vocals mm -hmm. in yeah. the that helps scratch in case they get confused what yeah you know just to make to sure hitting. the part is right yeah exactly right right um but yeah it's just like if like for the first falcata album there's a lot of horribly sung falsetto stuff that i did to nice. demonstrate for like um <laughs> for the soprano singer so you just yeah. do it. It's it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, the neighbors might be a bit confused. But what can you do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fun. Exactly, man. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's cool. I, as you say, you know, the vocalists or whatever they're professional, and you know, they they get what they got to do. So it's all good. Yeah. yeah. So did you, did you are you literally like you make all of the instrumental in Guitar Pro, and it's all like Guitar Pro MIDI sound basically. Yeah, and mm -hmm. and then you'll like sing a scratch vocal over that and give that to musicians um i'll 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 get the all the instruments done first before i record the scratch vocals. cool yeah right okay so it's all instrumental first then like in terms of the production process yeah because i'd like the singers to have the real band so they can properly yeah. get into it cool. rather than it makes a lot of sense to, yeah <clears throat> um and so i'll provide i'll provide the full you know, roughly mixed instrumental mm. and a version of that with my scratch vocals for them. And I'll also provide the instrumental with and without a click track just okay. for convenience. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that's about it. I think that's what the singers usually get. So cool. it's a lot of work. <laughs> about it, it. it is a lot of work. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, but like it, it, you have to be precise and do everything you can on your end to avoid unnecessary error i think that's only it's only responsible really i think you know yeah you're right yeah i mean and that that's kind of yeah it's, it's a huge part of your job isn't it is is yeah the responsibility that you take for the project right. yeah so mm -hmm. yeah and especially if you want to have a good working relationship with people which i saw that you know you've received a lot of praise from the people that you've been working with which is mm -hmm. really cool and i'm sure that they really appreciate 
yeah uh, when when you have your I hope so. <laughs> shit together you know and yeah yeah so cool man that's cool all right yeah. let's uh let's talk a little bit more about um your uh your other other tracks first record epic opera it has this concept um the next single tower mm-hmm. uh which i listened to many times i just saw that it's in my playlist from uh, my spotify ear wrapped because i was oh, awesome. uh, <laughs> playing awesome it playing it loads <laughs> yeah. um that yeah that song is absolutely killer and you had a few people returning from the first album i'm yeah. curious about like if this is still playing into the concept and things like that um this also like introduced like jacob hansen like mm-hmm. mixing and stuff which i mean he's one right. of the best in the business like the first absolutely. record first record sounds great man yeah but like but yeah these last couple of tracks like wow <laughs> yeah so mm-hmm. so yeah tower let's let's talk about that one briefly yeah um let's see where to start with that um like i said the idea began with that violin melody mm-hmm. and i just kind of started building it out um it's a song written about the pandemic during the heart of the pandemic Mm. Um, so I was really feeling all those dark emotions, that loneliness, um, the frustration, and that's kind of what the lyrics encompass. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I, I seriously considered how close do I want this to be to the Volcata story in the in the previous album, mm. and I thought it would be cool to actually half half address it so basically it's it's you don't have to know the story to to the previous album to really get into that song but i thought it would be cool that if people were familiar with the original story that they would be able to tie those characters back to it in -hmm. terms of what happened at the end of the the previous album so there's a little bit of a hint because at the end of the previous album there's peace Mm. but there's a hint and tower here and there that this piece has been interrupted by something or someone. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, the two characters, the two leads, they were the scientists in the yeah. previous album. So there's a little bit of that. And Morbus, he's like the, the growler and he's like the real mm-hmm. voice of darkness, the antagonist in this one. Right. Um, and I did aim for the lyrics to not be too literal in relation to the previous story. So that, mm-hmm you know you could apply them to your everyday life or you could apply them more literally to the actual sci-fi story in Volcata. Mm-hmm. so that's what i aim for i think i i i think i i'm pretty happy with how that turned out mm-hmm. i'm really happy with those lyrics um and in terms of like the the atmosphere and the production i had that song completed everything was recorded and mm-hmm. i was like just chatting to our mutual friend Pete Rockcliffe one day. Yeah. Cool. And um, you know, Jacob did his song Locked Away. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I didn't know this, but he he casually mentioned it. And I was like, well, I have this song ready to go. And I was like, would you mind asking Jacob if he might be interested in this, if you could send it to him? And he was like, Yeah, sure. So that's how Jacob ended up doing that. It's thanks cool. to Pete. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, and like he obviously completely nailed it you know um it's i'm really proud of that one really proud of it yeah yeah that's it's a massive song man it's a massive yeah and jacob's mixing style like i'm not sure exactly how he even does it i'm not as (laughs) experienced or as good as him but i mean 
it just has such a like exciting sound to it. Like every, mm-hmm. everything sounds so exciting and there's this kind of like fizz and it feels so kind of like glossy in that way. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard yeah. to explain, but like, yeah, he, he's a, obviously a great uh, mixer, but also just like a perfect, um, you know, uh, connection for your, for your music. It really works. Totally. Yeah. Especially cause he's, he's done work for bands that I absolutely love like Amaranth and yeah. Epica. Um, and yeah, yeah. the thing is he also adds things that he thinks the song needs. So cool. there's, there's just little effects, like little, just subtle builds in the atmosphere that he would add nice. that I didn't even put in there. Yeah, but cool. He just he just adds that stuff, and it's just it really makes things certain things pop. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really appreciate that someone who's actually a mixing engineer that they're actually listening to the song. You know, <laughs> sure. Not yeah, just, yeah. Not just kind yeah, of whacking their doing their or whatever. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I very much appreciate that, and it's a similar situation with our newer one as well. So. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Cool. Yeah, I mean, awesome song. I, I like how you've done that, like how it fits into the world conceptually, mm-hmm. like right. perfectly. But, but you know, as you say, it also is can be taken at face value. Yeah. Um, you know, I got, I got that from that. Um, mm-hmm. But so I'm really interested in now with the new song, um, how that one works because at least from face value that one seems to actually be more separate from the concept and stuff is that right or what yes that is right okay cool so with this song um lyrically it's it the lyrics are more personal to me so Mm. there's there's no like character or nothing really related to the previous falcata story at all yeah um so with, with Paralyzed, uh, I was actually originally writing that song as part of an EP that I, I still plan on releasing, by the way. Okay, um, cool. But it was just kind of standing out to me, and I just found myself working on that song more often than the others. And I was just like, mm. I'll just make this a single. I'll just take this out and put it out as a single in the meantime, because I'm just enjoying yeah. it so much, and I'm just naturally getting it done faster. And the lyrics are just about like how as an independent artist, you can sometimes feel a little hopeless and, you know, even writing the song itself seems pointless. You know, I'm never going to make it. No one's going to listen to this. Everything sucks. (laughs) Everything's so hard, you know, um, but like that was like a real emotion that I was feeling. And I I, I try to be an optimistic person, but sometimes I just felt like this is real. Like, I'm so depressed about this. It feels so pointless. But then that gave me the concept for those lyrics in that song. Because, yeah. mm-hmm. again, that was what the music was telling me. The music was telling me, like, this is some pretty intense shit. This is some, like, pretty dark, intense stuff. So mm-hmm. I just decided I'll just be a little bit vulnerable and honest for now. And that's this is what this song is about. But, like, obviously the hope is really in the creation of the song itself. That's how I like to put it. Because... You know, it's it's what I love to do. It's what we love to do. So that's how that song came about. Yeah, that's and I, amazing, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I I forgot to send you the lyrics. <laughs> I should have done so. But I got I, I got the gist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, I will I will happily check those out though. Um, right. But I did I did get that message, and you and you mentioned about it in the kind of release about yeah yeah the the meaning of the song there, and uh, oh man. 
obviously it's very relatable. I'm sure that like uh, <laughs> probably anyone uh, right. remotely near our field yeah, can, yeah, uh, yeah. can relate to that to some degree, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, if not, then good for them, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, good for them. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, yeah, man. I, I, I really feel you. And um, yeah, song captures it really well. I, uh, you know, I, I love this thing. I don't know how you feel about it, but like, I, I just more and more people I speak to, even I really feel reinforced this idea of music as a kind of cathartic release, you know? Mm -hmm. And and that's kind of what it sounds like you're explaining to me in terms of that you have this buildup of emotion. And in this case, it's kind of more negative emotion as it often mm -hmm. is. Yeah, um, exactly. And, and eventually it kind of builds up to the point that you just have to kind of purge it and like yeah. release it. And you create a piece of art through that, you know? And, and that's kind of, mm -hmm. what, that's well, that's exactly what's happened here, which is yeah. really awesome to have that captured in, uh, in a song. And, like, yeah, I think it's all, I mean, I, that, you know, that kind of it's progressive yeah. kind of, you know, the chaos that kind of inevitably inevitably comes with progressive music when, right. you know, it's unstable in that way, yes. you know, with the kind of like rhythmically and there's all these changes and stuff, you know, it's, it's such perfect music for that to take you on that kind of journey, you know, as 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 yeah. this song does. Really, really cool, man. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm I'm really happy with with how it turned out, and it's it also cool. It it, it is cool to kind of put yourself in your lyrics, you know, at least now and then in that way, because it is sort, yeah. of, sort of a time capsule, you know, because yeah. you'll never know how you look back on that in ten or fifteen years and see see how your life is different and stuff. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I I I. I uh, that's how I was just feeling. It was it was just a natural thing that I felt like I wanted to get out. So mm. I just I just let it rip. Yeah. Cool, cool. And uh, in terms of the personnel on this one, a couple of yeah. new singers and some new musicians as well. Is that right? The, the personnel is pretty much the same as Tower. It was the same as the Tower vocalists. on musicians. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Except for the vocalists, who are Stephanie and Marcos. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just kind of feeling more just just because it's it's like a more of a personal like linear story. I was just feeling like one kind of main clean lead, mm -hmm. and then then someone who could do growls as well, just for the darker element. So I didn't I feel mean, the need for too for too many vocalists on this one because mm -hmm. it wasn't as much of a, a back and forth really. So. Um... It, would you say that it's kind of as if like uh, the the clean the main clean voice is kind of representing your inner narrative in a way, and then like the growling voice is that kind of like the shadow self in a way, the kind of negative emotion? Is that a correct assumption? Something like that. Honestly, they're they're both pretty negative. They're both <laughs> I need to um, read the lyrics. I, I, I really I, the the reason I have them both is because. Well, I, I wanted the balance of male and female aesthetically in the choirs. And nice. um, it's just more of an aesthetic thing to have those, the two singers as opposed to something conceptual like the last song. So mm. it's really more the aesthetics to give, mm -hmm. you know, that the, it also creates a little bit more chaos too, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's that natural yeah, duality, I suppose. And yeah, yeah. That, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was actually wondering the like the backing vocals and stuff. It's still mm -hmm. got that that Valcata rock opera vibe <laughs> coming in there, you know. And mm -hmm. so is, is that Stephanie and Marcos doing 
all yeah. of those vocals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Wow. Sounds really big as well. And, and it's not necessarily too obvious as well. That's that's really cool, man. Yeah, thanks. Um, they killed it. Yeah. yeah. They really killed it. I would love to have uh, Marcos done some, some lead cleans, but I just thought there's a lot going on in this song already. And yeah. I just thought it was... It was just better, just better have one cleanly the whole way through. Um, but I certainly would like to have him again on a, like a future song in a more clean situation because, yeah, like, if you could hear voice. those backing vocals in isolation, it's epic. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, that's that's cool. So, Stephanie and Marcus, then, like, how did you come across them, and 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 what made you choose choose them for this song? Stephanie, uh, we've been connected on Instagram for a while now, so I can't remember the the, the first instance. Mm. But I really enjoy her work with with Nurgard, especially mm. um, their single "Carry Me," which is such a beautiful song. Awesome. She really has like a uh, like she really she 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 does um, joint lead usually in that band, but just mm-hmm. that song it's really her, and I just had that song on repeat. Nice. So she was like the top of my mind when it came to approaching like a, a female lead vocalist for for Paralyzed. Mm. And because um, even though Carry Me is a slow song, I did want a little bit of like a sort of passionate angst that she has in her voice. Yeah. yeah, yeah I still yeah. came across. And then Marcos, I had just come across him on YouTube because he just does amazing covers. Mm. Like he even does it like an Evanescence cover just in his own range and it sounds amazing. And he I think he did a trivium song where he did more like growls. And that was what made me kind of decide that I'd I'd like him to do the growls on it. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice man. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So, you know, obviously I'm I'm sure that you got plenty planned and you know, we'll we'll want to keep things uh, somewhat close to your chest, but um, you, you mentioned that this would be part of an EP. Hopefully, that's yeah. going to come out um, at some point. What what what's next for the project? So next is another single, another standalone single. Cool. Um, I'll tell you more about it, um, but it will be. It actually started as a collaboration, more of a collaboration thing but we decided yeah. that it would be better fit as just a straight up vocata song cool. and so that was it wasn't ever originally planned to be on an ep so that will just be released as a standalone single also oh so that one won't be part of the ep Mm-mm. or okay no oh. that will also be a standalone single and that is almost complete in recording at the moment so it won't be too long awesome. until that's out yeah awesome. and uh after that, I would like to have the EP out before the end of the year. Um, next year, I'd, I'm assuming. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Yes, well, next year. Yeah, not this year. <laughs> 2023. That, yeah. that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so excited about those songs too. Um, uh, is, are we allowed to know, like, you know, how many kind of tracks you're thinking on an EP? It's pretty variable. It's 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 hard to say at the moment, but it's okay. it's anywhere between three and five. Okay, cool. Man. Yeah, cool. And I'm like tortured right now because I love them all, but I know that I can't like do. I have more than five. 
Nice. And I'm trying to like choose like which ones I want to put out first. Eventually they'll all see the light of day, but mm-hmm. I guess I kind of, I like to put out a, a, like a mix of stuff. Like the next single that's come out, it's totally different from Paralyzed. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm happy to say that. And then again, when the EP comes out, I, I like to think that I'll be adding another dimension and another dimension to like our catalog. That's kind of the way I look at it. So Nice. That's really exciting, man. Really yep. exciting. So lo- lo- lots is bubbling then. I'm sure, yes. I'm sure you've always got lots of pots cooking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially because it's been it's been way too long since Tower and this song that mm. I really want to start sh- like cranking it out a little bit more often mm. as much as I can. Um, what it. about you? I'm curious about what stuff you have cooking. Oh, well, thanks, man. I, uh, I would actually say a similar parallel in the... Um, I actually released two albums last year in 2021 under different yeah. artists. Um, but then I only released one song <laughs> this year. <laughs> right. And, and you know, there, I definitely had a lot of plans and I've got like loads of material in varying stages of production. But as you know, it's not as simple as <laughs> just like mm-hmm. coming up with a piece, you know, it's quite a process. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, I initially uh, planned to do a lot more this year, but... Uh, you know, got kind of set back on that one. Um, but definitely I'm feeling that same thing as you. Like, okay, only managed one song this this year. Really happy with mm-hmm. how that song went. Um, right. Obviously the Arcane Muse with with Pete. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've got plenty of stuff that I, I'm looking to get together and I want to make next year busy as well. So hopefully we'll both be busy together, you mm-hmm. know, sharing each other's stuff. <laughs> That's our pact. We've got, we got to put That's it out. It. It's all yeah, gonna yeah, come out man. this year, for sure, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And and so like bit bigger picture, you know. Is there is there anything you want to say? I know you you. I know you're obviously kind of like trying to work it all out for yourself. You mentioned about yeah. you'd love to play live one day. Where 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 would be the dream? You know where where you'd like to love to see this going. I mean, I would love to just um, get enough support that I can just keep keep creating music, keep putting out music indefinitely for Volcata. At the moment, I don't see any reason why that would not be the case. Mm-hmm. So at the moment, I'm just pretty happy and extremely grateful that it's going how it's going. Obviously, I hope that we, <clears throat> that our fan base continues to grow. We get more and more support so that we can create bigger and better stuff. Like sure. the, the more immediate dream would be a new full-length album. Like that mm. really would be so great. And would you come back to the concept? Is that something? Yeah, uh, I think so. Awesome. I think so for that. Awesome. Um, and I already have a lot of cool ideas in my head for where that could go. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Just like, because I'm, I'm, I was also considering putting off the EP and making that an album, but mm. That could take so long. Yeah, know? I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think it would be better to build a following, get stuff out sooner yeah. until you start getting some proper support and there's more of a demand for a bigger project like that. Yeah. So I'm with you. Um definitely full length. That was that's the, the the nearer dream. And then of course a live show of some sort at some point would be awesome. There's mm. a couple venues in New York I already have my eye on. Cool, and nice. it it would obviously be cool if the actual people who performed on my songs could be there. 
Um, sure. I'm sure I'm sure they would be happy to if they're available. Um, mm. And it, but if not, New York is full of talent that yeah, yeah, yeah. is so excited to jump on something like that. Mm. So I. I'm not too concerned about finding the people to do it. It's really just the resources and the time and yeah, and the everything. But mm-hmm. so yeah, that's that about sums it up, I think. Oh, and there's also one other thing good. I was considering, which is actually writing short stories based on the Valcada world. Cool. Um, because yes. I love writing, and it's something I used to do more as a teenager, but have kind of stopped. But that's mm. a big passion of mine as well, and. Nice. Um, I'd like maybe just little kind of um, like mini mini short stories of little characters here and there would be cool. That's very throw cool. it up on the website for free or whatever, you know, just for fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very cool, man. Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I love that. Nice. And yeah. and you mentioned about um, the li- the live show. In your ideal scenario, would that be more like I don't know? You have a residency in New York or something, or could you see yourself like touring? Probably not touring, unfortunately. Mm. That would be that would be awesome if if it was possible, if there was demand mm. and everything. Because um, I have actually had some interest from from labels for like stuff like distribution and stuff. Yeah. Um, so if if there was something like that where someone came along and offered me a shit ton of money to do that that'd be great <laughs> yeah, yeah but yeah, i don't sure. I, I i can't afford to do that at the moment yeah, yeah, yeah um yeah. so but you know yeah. if 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 like you know all of those goals were met could you see yourself like in like in that touring lifestyle you know spending a lot of time touring or because yeah. obviously it's such a kind of remote project right now like but you're up for you're up for getting on the road I mean, if if I was offered the opportunity, of course I would do it, like in a heartbeat. Cool, man. Um, cool. I'd have, I'd be so excited to do that. Um, nice. My only worry about that is I don't, I'm not sure how it would work with my green card because um, sometimes when you <laughs> yeah. when you spent a certain amount of time outside of the states, right? Um, they kind of look at you questionably, but <laughs> we could work that out. It's, yeah, it's not yeah, a problem. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, cool, yeah, but more realistically, I was thinking maybe like a couple one-off shows here and there, mm. maybe one in New York or maybe one in like I don't know Sweden, somewhere where my listenership is a little higher, you know, yeah. where yeah, people yeah, yeah, are more yeah, likely yeah. to know me, something like that. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. That, yeah, yeah that, that sounds good. Um, and the uh, other thing I wanted to touch base on really was, uh, um music work outside of Valcata like is that something that you're looking to do much of as well I, I came across your sound better profile which you mentioned earlier yeah and like you kind of have some services and stuff there is that something that you do much of or enjoy doing or want to do more of I have done a little bit of it for some some independent artists who reach out to me on sound better mm-hmm. um unfortunately they don't seem to have taken what I've composed for them very far, but you know it's, ah, it's yeah. a, a happy happy to do it for them regardless. Um, yeah. But I would love to compose compose with more people who like taking it a little bit more seriously and like to take it from mm. A to B in completion. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So absolutely, I'm always looking to collab, create something with people. Um, nothing crazy going on like that at the moment, but. 
Mm -hmm. I'm sure it'll come my way soon enough. Cool, yeah. If you're open to it, then that's cool. It's good to know. Yeah. And hopefully mm -hmm. other people can hear that and uh, check that out too, man. So yeah, yeah. Re really cool stuff, man. For sure. And is this is this a Valcata hoodie that you're wearing right now? Have I got that right? It is. This oh, is yeah. our merch. The tower. Nice. Check one. it out. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah. Cool. <clears throat> well, well, you know, time's absolutely flown by, man. It's been a real pleasure speaking to you. Like, we we could talk so much about so many different mm -hmm. things. I'm I'm really totally. sure of that, and yeah. I'd love to get, you know chat with you more. Um, mm -hmm. You know, do this again another time. Uh, for now, though, is there like is there anything else in particular that you wanna wanna get in there? Um, not really. You know, just whoever is listening, check out our stuff. Check out Paralyzed. Mm -hmm. Please support us on Bandcamp. That's probably the best way to support us. I'd say. Or, you know, go to our website. We have some pretty easy links to merchant stuff and join our newsletter, stick around. You know, I want to get to know you all because um, it's always such a pleasure when someone messages me and tells me how much like they enjoy the stuff. It's like the biggest reward. So, yeah, that's about it. And of course, lastly, thank you so much. This has been such a pleasure. I've been so excited about this coming on um, the Creating a Universe podcast and I hope to be back soon at some point where we have more to talk about. Cool. Cheers, man. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much, Aha, man. Real pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of Creating a Universe. A big thank you to Oha for joining me. I really enjoyed this one. Be sure to check out Valcata at valcata.com and on social media at valcata underscore official. Links will be in the show notes. That's all for this one. I'll see you next time.